Greetings, Earth people. It's me again, IC Robots, from the Toys R Us Report podcast. Available exclusively at thegreatestpodcastintheworld.com. And you are listening to the SNES Podcast with my boy Greg and his revolving cadre of co-hosts. All right, Greg, your time is now. Let's do this like Brutus. Hit it. Welcome to Super NES Podcast. This is episode number 65. Uh, I am one of your regular hosts, Greg, and with me as always is my faithful other co-host, George. I'm faithful? Very faithful. Yay! <laughs> you put up with me in this podcast, so I'd say this is like pretty faithful. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> so, how you doing, George? I'm alright. How are you? Doing okay. Um, we are coming at you today... Uh, following up on the heels of another, uh, following up on the heels of one obscure game that George picked with an obscure game that I picked. Um, although the legacy that this game has is not obscure by any means, so uh, we are covering uh, the Super NES exclusive title, uh, Chop Chapter Three, in this episode, which is a, which is a, I suppose the best way to call it is a spiritual sequel uh, to the original Chop Chapter game, uh, which was also popular uh, back in the early '80s. Uh, this game came out in 1994. Uh, uh, for various regions. So, um, so anyway, uh, I wanted to pick this game because I had knew, uh, I had known about it, but never had, had never actually played it. Uh, this game flew under the radar for the most part. Uh, there's not very much information, like information on there, uh, uh, like on there, uh, on there, uh, like this game to kind of prove that. And uh, also, eBay, eBay pickings of the game are pretty slim, uh, which further helps reinforce the fact that nobody really either knows or cares about this game, uh, which will cover cover for the end of the podcast, but uh, um, George, uh, if I remember correctly, you have experience with the with the arcade port uh, uh, of the game that Sega made a while back, but not the original game, is that correct? Kind of, not, not too much, but yes. You uh, you played the arcade uh, uh, version uh, on the Master System, correct? Yes. Okay, alright, so, yeah, so, um, actually, um, I was, actually, the, actually, the gameplay for this game is very similar to, like, the original game, so, uh, so why don't we talk about the original, do the original game here, like, for a little bit then, so we can, like, compare and contrast them later on. Um, Job Lifter 
is certainly one of the most popular and successful uh, computer games, like computer games like the 80s. Uh, anybody, anybody, like anybody like in the 30s or 40s has definitely played this game as a kid uh, because of how popular that it was. Um, the original game came out in 1982, like the Apple II, um, and it was. Um, and it was a game that was, uh, that was hugely, hugely successful, successful, like, according to numerous systems. Um, yeah, um, I think the, in my personal opinion, probably the best home ports of that game, uh, are the ones that are available for the, uh, ColecoVision and for the 700s. Um, uh, both those are very good ports of the game. Uh, the original game was created by a guy named Dan Gorlin. Um, and this is during a time period in which, like, you know, programmers and stuff could make games, uh, like in their own house, like their own bedroom, uh, bedroom quarters, that kind of stuff. But, uh, what's curious about Mr. Golan is that he, he wasn't a programmer. He didn't set out to actually make this game. Um, he had time to kill, basically, because he was trying to sell a house. And they recently picked up an Apple II and he started messing around with it. And six months later, Chocolate was born. So... Uh, kind of fell into the game design by accident, and he and you know, even after that he didn't and even after that he didn't really make uh, too many other games. So not really, not really, so not really game designer like per se. But they, um, uh, Broderbond uh, picked up the rights of the game. Uh, they were a major um, uh, computer publisher, the uh, computer publisher that, um, uh, like the 80s and 90s. Probably best known for their uh, Load Runner series. And also, like, and also, like, and also well known for their um, very famous uh, Carmen San Diego series of games, which still around today. So, um, the original game is very simplistic by today's standards. Uh, the basic plot of the game, there, well, there really is, there really is no plot per se, but it's because it's an action game. But the basic plot is that. Um, there, uh, you control a helicopter uh, assigned to go into enemy territory to rescue 64 hostages of uh, 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 UN delegates who are being held with the enemy. And uh, the game starts with your chopper sitting on sitting on a launch pad uh, next to like a small building. Actually, uh, actually, the manual labeled a like labeled a post office, which is kind of curious. So um, you know, have a small American flag like flying next to it, and uh, the chopper. You can bank the chopper left and right. Uh, the game uses either like a keyboard joystick, and you have either uh, a gun to shoot, and you also have bombs to drop. And you rescue the hostages by very carefully opening up uh, houses in which you're captured in, and like landing, landing, uh, landing, landing, uh, landing, and landing the hostages uh, like board your chopper. Most versions of the game, the original version didn't do this, but most versions of the game, uh, hostages um, uh, speed up uh, once your chopper's on the ground because they want to get the hell out of there too. So. Um, but you gotta be very careful, like, careful in that game, because not only can tanks, enemy tanks, uh, kill the, kill the hostages by shooting at them, you can also, uh, land, land, land the hostages yourself and crush them by accident, which is an easy way to kill people, like, in that game, so, um, there's enemy, there's enemy tanks to deal with, which have to be dealt, uh, dealt by shooting or bombing, there's jets that come in every now and then and shoot missiles at you, and there's also, and later on, and later on in the game, there's also a spy satellite, uh, that's very fast and deadly, and it, um, and can follow you back to, uh, that, yeah, can follow you back to, can follow you back to, 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 to follow you back to, to your friendly territory. And your chopper can see, and your chopper can see 16 people at a time, and if you die holding people, then those people are gone forever. And 
The gameplay is one of those very simple, simple to learn, difficult to master games because the, the objective is to try to save as many people uh, uh, save as many people as you can, and it's, and 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 because it'd be a real badge of honor to rescue all 64 hostages. A very difficult thing to do. Uh, I had the C64 version of the game as a kid, and it took me a long time to be able to pull that off. Uh, I still remember the day I actually, uh, I actually did it. Uh, it was a very difficult, difficult thing uh, to accomplish. So, and following up, and uh, and and following up on chapter after chapter after uh, uh, being so popular, uh, Sega took the highly unusual step um, of taking the uh, of getting the rights to the game and making an arcade version out of it. Uh, this is only one or two cases I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, listeners out there can feel free to correct me and send it and send it other games like they know of them. One of the only two cases I can think about where a game started off as being a home game and, and then later got poured to the arcades instead of vice versa, which was the usual process. Uh, process. The other game I can think about that had that happened with was Pitfall, which Sega also uh, uh, like released an arcade version of. Um, the arcade version of Choplifter is very similar. It's very similar, uh, very similar like the original game. All they did was upgrade the graphics. They also had the music. Uh, they also had a music music of the game. The original game like only had sound effects, and they broke up the gameplay up into stages instead. Uh, we have to like you know rescue X number of hostages uh, in each stage to be able to advance. Uh, that version of the game got ported to the Master System as we talked about earlier, and there was also a version of a version of that game ported to the. Uh, Famicom in Japan only, which seems like a very good port of the game as well. So, um, so uh, for a long time, nothing happened with Choplifter, um, and then, like, and then all of a sudden, uh, kind of really like out of the blue, uh, because the arcade version of the game had come out in 1985 and 1986, uh, like the home ports. In 1991, uh, Beam Software, which is a very uh, uh, prolific, prolific developer and publisher of games back in this time period. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, picked up, uh, uh, released a Choplifter 2, uh, like for the Game Boy, uh, having obtained the uh, the rights to the game like Birdabund. Um and Choplifter 2 kind of follows upon the same formula as the original game, very similar to the arcade game. Uh, just the fact that the, uh, the main difference in that version of the game being that you can't kill hostages anymore by landing on them. So, so like definitely, like like definitely made the game different. Uh, there's also a map in that game you can fly around to. Uh, your progress is still linear, but linear, but you can see your progress um, on the map as you go from stage to stage. And there's also different backgrounds. Also, backgrounds are also like flying around, and also it's not all just like the same, the same locations. There's the locations. There's now jungle, city, sea, uh, desert, etc., etc. So. Um, I remember playing this, playing this back then. Very good, very good game. Uh, they did a good job of molding the game to the Game Boy's limited, limited screen size and, and whatnot. Um, oh, another, uh, 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 another big difference with that game. You now have a hit gauge compared to the original game, in which like one shot was enough to kill you. Um, in this version of the game, you now have, a, uh, um, you, know, you now have hit points. You can take damage. And your get, um, um, and your and your and your chopper gets uh, uh, repaired, uh, repaired to the, to, to repair to the end of every, of every stage. So just to add confusion to things, uh, later on this game um, got re-released for the Game Boy in Europe, and also and, and there's also and, and there's also a Game Gear port of the game made. But for some weird reason, they renamed the game Chopper Three instead. Um, but Chapter 3 we're talking about was a totally different game, an original game that was made of the Super NES. So, 
Who would uh, I know? We're covering an SNES game. <laughs> of course we are, but <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it's strange because like two different games out there that have the same title. So go figure. So, yeah, that's that's really weird. But uh, yeah. So um, Choplifter Three for the Super NES was was a uh, developed under license by uh, Beam Software by another company. I never heard of the studio. Um, and George, I'm serious. I'm serious. This is the, I'm serious here. This is the name of the company. Teeny Weeny Games. <laughs> what? <laughs> I am dead serious. What were they thinking? <laughs> um, so yeah, this game was actually sub-licensed out to Teeny Weeny, and they're the ones who actually, and they're the ones who actually, who actually developed it. What I'm is sure, the history of that company? I could not find anything about them online, which <laughs> so shows means this is their only game. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um. Yeah, so like uh, uh, Beam Software had a little bit, a little bit to do like the like the development of the game, but most of it was, uh, uh, a lot of it was sub-licensed by the smaller studio house. So um, um, the game was published in uh, the the, uh, the game was published in Europe and Japan by Ocean, uh, which was also a very prolific publisher uh, of yes. games back in that time period, and was published in North America by Victor Interactive Software instead. Um, Rigid came out for the U.S. in January '94. Europe saw the release in August, and Japan got it in September. And Chapter Three is really very similar to really very similar or similar to Chapter Two, like the Game Boy. Um, playing this game the first time, I was surprised by how similar this did, by how similar the two games the two games were. Uh, there's really only a few differences between this uh, a few differences between this game uh, and the earlier Game Boy uh, Game Boy title. Um, there's power-ups, uh, power-ups available like this game. Well, there are power-ups available in the Game Boy 1 too, but this one, uh, this version of the game has more power-ups. Uh, you can have things like, you know, like missiles, you can have uh, extra bombs, uh, stronger gun, etc, etc. Uh, also in this version of the game, uh, some hostages are going to be out there running around uh, for you to, like, to rescue. Um, but in other stages, you have to you have to you have to attack the buildings with several bullet or bomb hits to open them up, uh, which they explode in very satisfying flame. Which really would that kill everybody inside if you did that? I was just gonna <laughs> say that. Oh, there's hostages inside this building. Let's blow it up. Well, like, that's again, a very good idea. That, isn't it? Well, yeah, that throws back. Yeah, that goes back to the original Choplifter because, like you know, in, in that game, you either had to blow it up, blow it up with a blow it up, blow it up with a, like a bomb or a bullet or. or, 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 or like remember tank uh, uh do it for you so that so so uh, so that kind of throw just out the window kind of you know, kind of you know, kind of goes back to the original game so um yeah. so um yeah there's a total of a um the option screen for this game is pretty good you have to um uh you can pick from three difficulty levels easy normal and hard uh there are 15 stages altogether like in this game uh which are broken up Oh, it's broken up like into like various stages. So, you, you know, there's missions. The you know, missions, missions like in every stage. You can change the controls of the game, which is nice. I always appreciate the game that allows you to like remap the controls. Um, there's also there's also you can also you can also turn the game music on or off uh, like you play, which is a nice touch. Game, the, the controls of the game are pretty simple. Um, uh, D-pad moves your chopper around. Uh, the L and R buttons at the top will, will allow you to flip the chopper around quickly from uh, side to side. One button, uh, one button is your uh, fire button. Another button is your special uh, button, which you which use your power ups, bombs, etc. And the last button toggles, uh, toggles to, and the last button toggles between the various specials. Uh, there's a password system, a password system that the game uses. So uh, 
uh, which you, which you get uh, like every level. Like the Game Boy version, you're not tasked to, you, you, uh, you're not required to, you, you're not required to rescue every hostage in that stage to, to advance. Thank God for that. Oh, um, that'd be terrible. You instead have to, uh, 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 instead, instead of the start of every stage, the game tells you how many hostages, uh, hostages, hostages you, uh, you actually have to rescue. So, um, uh, so you go through the various stages. Uh, you have you, you have various enemies uh, to deal with. Uh, you know, tanks, planes. Um, guns. Um, oh my! <laughs> uh, enemy, like enemy paratroopers, dropping down, dropping down on you suddenly every now and then with guns, which is weird. Um, because they, I mean, those guys float down very slowly. <laughs> yes, they're uh, waiting to be mowed down by right. the helicopter. Yep, and, and uh, also new version of the game. Um, you know, then, um, you know, then, uh, like the end of every stage, there's also a boss fight. Uh, so it's like, you know, some kind of big, uh, big enemy weapon or, or building or building that you have to fire, uh, fire weapons, like the weak point, uh, numerous times, numerous times like destroy, which is kind of a, an interesting addition to the game. So, um, yes, having a, a, having boss battles in, uh, like a game that was originally kind of like an arcade type game mm-hmm. is yeah. interesting, especially where you're supposed to pick up hostages and, oh wait, now there's a boss battle. Yeah. And it's not like... It's there's no setup to it either. You, you just flying around and you just casually stroll in to a boss battle, uh, which was very which was very odd for me. Yes, it is. I have mixed feelings. Uh, mixed feelings. Like, uh, uh, mixed feelings about the addition of the boss battles. I appreciate the fact they're, they're I appreciate the fact they're here. Um, it definitely. Adds I mean, it adds more gameplay. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. does. Um, but it. But you're right. They really do feel out of place because like I said the original versions. The earlier versions of the game uh, didn't have this, so um, definitely. I so definitely feels interesting. Um, yes. So the controls take a little bit to get used to, but the controls for this game I think are easier to master than the original um, uh, than the original Choplifter controls because, like you know, that game that game your chopper had three settings. You could use the settings you could either like fly fly left fly right or kind of fly like your chopper was kind of like looking at you face on and kind of bank it left and right that way so um uh so this game kind of so, like this game kind of is a similar thing similar things like the controls uh did you have any problems like getting the controls down no i mean how many buttons are there you have like three you use like three of the face buttons and yep, then you yep. use the l and the r to turn around yes so well, it's um, remembering where the toggle is for the, uh, like, special weapons. For some reason, I kept forgetting which button it was, but, I mean, other than that... Yes. It was not too difficult. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, the controls, the controls take know, a little it, bit to get to, to the hangout, but after that, they become second nature, like, no time for that. So, the yeah. chopper, the chopper seems like, a, the, the chopper seems like, seems like a handle's fair enough. I, there are times I wish it was more maneuverable, because, like, you know, I kind of felt there was some cheap hits, but since your chopper could take numerous hits, usually, before being destroyed, but, oh, it's okay. Yeah, I feel that's more fair than taking one hit, mm-hmm. and yeah. then that's it. But uh, new this version of the game, which I appreciate, appreciate like I said, it's, you know, like like some stages will have and will have uh, will have a will have an airfield uh, not marked by UN flag. Like you're like you're starting you're starting air base. You always rec- uh, you always can recognize it right away because it has a UN flag. But every now and then, some stages some stages will have an airfield halfway half halfway through the stage or whatnot with a different flag flying, and you um, 
Um, and, 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 and you can use those, and you can use those airfields to get repaired, which is a nice touch. So yes, oh, um, very very helpful. And it doesn't seem like there's a limit to how much you can use that. No, there isn't, which I also like to appreciate very much. Yes. So we um. Um, so, your chopper also can hold 16 people uh, at max, uh, you know, same as the original version of the game. You have to actually bring them back to your home base to, to, to drop them off the credit for it. Uh, this game, this game preserves the very nice touch that the, that the, the very nice touch uh, that the original game had, which I really think is very cute. Uh, every now and then, uh, when you're dropping up the hostages safely, one of them turn around and wave at you, which is a very nice touch. Yeah, that's the uh, last one. Yeah. The last one you drop, when you drop everyone off. The yeah, last it one was, sits there for a second. Uh, it was, yeah, it was more random, like original computer version of the game. Uh, it wasn't always like, uh, it, it wasn't always the last person, last person, like, last person, like, like we have you, but, um, but again, like I said, this version, this version keeps that touch from the other game, which that was very nice. So, makes um, me think of, uh, was it Metal Slug when you save somebody, they give oh, you their yeah. underwear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forget about that. What a crazy, weird game Metal Slug is, but... thats but, It's a really good series. Yes, yes it is. It's also, like, very, very bizarre. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, um, what do you think about the graphics, uh, the, the graphics of this game, George? Uh, it looks nice. I mean... There's not... It looks nice, but there's not much to it because it's basically just mountains and stuff like that. I mean... I mean, what do you what do you say about it? The houses look like houses. They look fun. They're not. It's nothing like too crazy. I mean, yeah. they definitely look like what they're supposed to be. Uh, uh, the bosses actually look pretty cool. Yes, they do. Yep. So. Yeah, I thought the graphics were fine. I kind of expected, um, you know, I like you know, I kind of felt that they, the, um, I was, I, I was kind of hoping like for a bit more, for. An, for uh, Slime 94 game. I thought this game was a little bit lacking as far as the graphical touches, the, the graphical touches, touches and quality went. I mean, Chopper looks fine, but it could, uh, but looks fine. Uh, but typical Chopper, for example, like in the Urban Droid games, that looks much better. Um, there's some some stages have parallax growing, and some stages don't, which is very bizarre to me. I don't understand why some have and some don't. Yes. Um, but they. Uh, um, you know, the buildings, the buildings, the cities, and whatnot, uh, 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 but your enemies look, look fine. Those look like pretty good. No problems there, so. I feel like the gameplay is more of a problem than the graphics. How do you mean? Because you're doing the same thing over and over again. It just, at least for me, became very tedious. Yeah, I was going to touch, touch touch upon this kind of, kind of later on, but since you brought it up, um... The main knock about this game is the fact that I think this game is pretty much one of the. I, I, I think this game is pretty much, pretty much, pretty much one of those like, um, I, I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe a bit, uh, maybe, uh, you, might, you might have a better term for this than I do, George. But I kind of think of it, think of it as falling, like falling like into the uh, one and done genre, where it's like you know the game's fun the first, uh, the first time you, the first time you play it, but after you beat the game, there's no replay value to it. Yeah, it's it's definitely more of a arcade game than like a game that you're gonna sit down and play through like in one sitting or something because it's like you definitely need to take a break because it, it just it's it's the same thing over and over again mm-hmm. yeah and uh i don't know how many levels there are in this game at 15 yeah that's crazy yeah, you know, I probably yeah, I was able to beat the game 
you're uh, putting about maybe about maybe like uh, five hours of game time into it. So five um, hours. I've yeah. I, I read that it took like two hours or something to beat it. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. This is also this is also like like, like this is also the you you kind deaths and other stuff like that. So it's like I think okay. I, I think you're right. I think if somebody um you know um there's no long play of this online curiously enough, which which again yeah. shows you. You, you, which again shows you how obscure this game is. Um, but uh, but yeah, but yeah, stage stages like you know what you're doing. Stages, if you know what you're doing, you can probably finish stages stages anywhere from like five ten minutes. So two hours yeah. sounds about right to like an experienced player. But like I said, you know the game the game is good. The game is good for what it offers you. But like you said, it does kind of get boring after a while. And after um um and. Uh, um, and after you beat the game, there's nothing there's nothing new here to bring you back to it unless you want to try to uh, try to get a higher difficulty level. Um, right. You know, so so like this would make a great rental, but um, as, as far as actually buying it, I think so. Um, I think, unless you were getting it for like a few bucks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, uh, uh, the music I thought was pretty good. I was surprised by how good the music was. Yeah. Uh, very appropriate songs, I thought. Like you know, the jungle, you know, jungle stage had a very jungle beat to it. City, the, the, the city stage, the, the, the city stage, the city stage, like a kind of like a rock theme going on with it. Um, you know, uh, good audio quality. I mean, like you know, I think it almost seems like more attention was paid to the audio than it was to the graphics. <laughs> I, could, I, I can really see why you say that. But uh, uh, yeah, pretty good music actually. I thought. Yeah. Uh, the difficulty ramps up. The, dif- the difficulty ramps up at a pretty good level, I thought. Also, um, the, the early stages are challenging without being like overly difficult, and the difficulty ramps up. Uh, uh, ramps up pretty well. Uh, pretty well as you go on. Uh, there's definitely some areas where special weapons are godsend to you, um, and the bosses are almost possible to beat unless you have special weapons on hand. Yeah, the, those bosses. Some of those bosses can be pretty rough. Yes. Um, I found myself fighting the first boss without any special weapons. Oh, is that the massive artillery gun? Yeah, uh, the one that's driving back and forth. Mm, okay, yeah, yeah, different boss then. Okay, alright. Yeah, yeah, the one that's on the, was it the bridge or whatever that's driving back and forth? And okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, it all starts right. shooting wildly the, the further you progress in the battle, but uh, yeah, I, uh, I was forced to do that battle without any special weapons. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, if you have enough patience, actually, you'll be able to take it out. Yeah, there's no, like, yeah, yeah, there's no, there's no boss gauge, unfortunately, so you don't know how damaged the thing is. Right, and the problem is if, if you're destroyed while fighting that boss, you respawn, like, in that boss battle. Um, yeah, I actually, I actually don't mind that, because the fact that, you know, um... Well, the, I mean, the problem is you lose your weapons. Right, exactly, and... So... And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's good and bad. I appreciate the fact. I appreciate, appreciate the fact. I appreciate the fact that I put you right. Uh, that I put you right back there. Uh, right, uh, right back there. Try again. But 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 yeah. But yeah. There's no special weapons, and I believe that the the damage the the damage that the boss resets. Yes, yeah, so it does. It starts the battle um, all over. Again. Yep. So that so that could be a problem. So yeah. But uh, um. So uh yeah so um. Um, yeah, difficulty ramps up, ramps up pretty well, I thought. Um, I do like the, um, you know, I, I do really like that eye candy screen, like, between stages that shows you, you know, shows a picture of the guy sitting in that, uh, um, chair in the high-tech, uh, high-tech room, 
two, you know, for that fancy arm console and a cup of coffee, like a real, ah, uh, like near him. That nice touch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's stuff like that added yeah. to the, you know, yeah. the whole map screen and everything. Right. Um, oh, uh, let me do a correction of what I said earlier, actually. Uh, you can only hold 10 people playing a trap at one time, not 16. I was thinking about the other games still. So, but they, um, I do appreciate the fact, however, that they changed it to, changed, uh, changed it. I, I do appreciate the fact how they made it easier, how, uh, e they easier rescued them, though, by not, like, you know, crushing them as you land on them. Yeah, I probably would have not been able to get that far in the game if, I just started crushing everybody. Yeah, that was the big thing I did watch out for. Uh, watch out for uh, feeling like the original game. Um, yes. You know, you know, especially with like a crowd of, you know, especially, you know, especially, you especially, you especially, you especially like there's like a crowd of hostages like around you like or whatnot. So, but uh, um, yeah. So um, um, really not too much else to say about this. Um, it's a, uh, uh, it's pretty much an action game. Uh, in keeping. Um, keeping with its uh, 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 predecessors for sure. Um, Sega, uh, Sega did release a couple of uh, inspired by Cutthroat games later on. Also, um, uh, you know, Air Rescue uh, was an arcade game that came out in 1991, uh, uh, designed for system, uh, designed for System 32 hardware. Uh, that was a first-person pseudo, like pseudo 3D take on top of her. Um, never, uh, never played this game, but I, uh, but I checked out a video of it, and it looks like a pretty good game. Uh, that game did get ported, George, uh, to the Sega Master System as well the following year, so. Yay! So, um, but, uh, but, but for that version of the game, because of the limitations of the system, the, the pseudo first-person look was taken out and replaced by your standard, uh, side-scoring stuff, so. They could have used the, well, the glasses for it, I think, but 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 I too was pretty late masters uh, masters in these games. They probably like, didn't want to bother with it. So, yeah. um, and they, um, and, and in 2012, a remake a remake of the original game called Chocolate HD uh, came out uh, for the Xbox Live Arcade, PlayStation Network, and Windows. Oh, I um, remember that. Yeah. Yeah, the original guy uh, who who created the game, Dan Gorlin, was involved as an advisor, and the game was published by. And then he was published by you know, Enix IO uh, Entertainment, which is a company founded by Brian Fargo, the former, the former CEO uh, uh, of Interplay. And they also, and the, uh, and the, they're, the, and they're the company who made Wasteland 2, and also, uh, 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 and they're also coming out, coming out with Bolt's uh, on uh, Barge Tale 4, and the new uh, Planescape, uh, uh, Planescape game. So oh, I totally forgot about all of those. Yeah, very good studio. Oh, man. So. Yeah, this is back in the early days. Uh, Chopper uh, HD was, was one of the first games it did actually. So, oh okay, that's so way um, Yeah, I, yeah, I've not played this. I, yeah, I, I've not played this. I, I, I forgot this came out. Um, I'm curious. I'm curious now to check it out. Um, so yeah, because the original game I have a lot of affection for, and I think it's my affection for the original game. Uh, game that's carrying my, you know, it's carrying my take on uh, taking this game uh, a little bit. Uh, because I have a like, very strong nostalgia glasses uh, 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 um, as far as the, um, far, you know, as far as the series goes, but I, but for the most part I like this game. Um, I I do recognize it has some serious flaws. Like I said, I think this game, I think this game, like I said, is fun to like it's fun to play your first time through. Um, it's definitely challenging enough to kind of keep you coming back. Um, it's not it's a, it, it, 
she, she doesn't do anything great, but I thought they did a great job of kind of making it a spiritual sequel like the original game, because it really does feel like an enhanced version of Choplifter, like in many ways. I do appreciate the love and care that was, to, uh, the, um, uh, uh, that was paid to the, uh, the franchise. You know, you, you know, some spiritual sequels of games are so far off the mark as far as what they were originally trying to go for, that's almost like a, um, uh, you, to, 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 uh, totally pays no homage at all to it, but this, one, uh, but this game does, I think. It, it really does feel like a very modern take on Choplifter, so... Um, the biggest problem with the game, like I said, like, like I said, is when you, you know, once you beat it, there's very little incentive to go back to it. Um, it's definitely a game that you know, definitely a game that you will that you will play for a few days and then get tired of it, uh, either when you beat it or, 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 or get stuck somewhere, put it to one side, and probably never go, you'll probably never go back to it again for years. So, um, if you're a fan of the um, if you're a fan of the game, the original game. Uh, by all means, check this out because I think this game does a very good job of emulating the look and feel of uh, the original game very well. If you like games like Urban Strike or whatnot, um, because games where you control choplifters are pretty, um, um, uh, uh, I'm sorry, choppers are pretty few and far between. Uh, so if you're a fan of those genres, definitely check this one out. Um, otherwise, yeah, you know, otherwise, just try it on emulation to be curious. <laughs> Uh, there's no reason to like you know plunk down money for a copy of the game because because this game is a little bit pricey because of its scarcity. We'll talk about that here in a moment. But oh they, boy! Uh, but they, um, so um, I know George, you kind of said similar like similar things about the game that I just did. Uh, do you have any other final thoughts or like to, about our um, summary or, or summary as far as the game goes? Uh, it was an interesting game to play. It's an interesting game. It has an interesting background, but. You know, in the end, when you go and play it, uh, I'm sure a lot of people are going to play it for a little bit and then just get very bored with it because it is the same thing over and over. Um, the only things that really change are basically the bosses and the backgrounds, but... Yeah, yeah, the stage design does change, but the stage design doesn't really change enough to, like, enough to give it like a, a, a new feel to it. It's like, you yes. know, you're just doing... You're doing these shoots me Nash do something like uh something different instead. So I mean the stages the the stages were the stages like more varied. Um or or better yet, if you had a choice a choice stages. If you had like for example like a, ch a chance to either go a land route or an ocean route instead to, uh, to get somewhere, uh those things th those things really would like added some replay value. Um to the game, but as it is, I think you're right. Like I said, I think anybody who grew up playing this game, like I did, will probably, uh, I'll probably enjoy, enjoy, enjoy the game a bit more. Uh, but in the end, like I said, I, I but, but, but in the, like I said, I, I think this game really, 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 really fits like a one and done uh, thing. Um, I still find the whole concept, the content of the game, very fun though. Um, you know, I appreciate the fact that Chopper Rage D came out. I really, um, you know, uh, a modern take on a modern take on this game, maybe like a you know, virtual reality. I think, but it'd be a lot of fun, uh, uh, fun to play. I think. Are you sure? Uh, yeah, I don't agree with that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, and this game actually does remind me a little bit about another older game. Uh, have you ever played uh, Race Going Factorous, George? I have not. Okay, yeah, this game has some similar. This, yeah, this game has, has some has some similar similarities like that game also. Okay. Um, that was in that. Uh, that was an early Lucas Arts game. Um, that came out for the, uh, um, uh, the Sega. I'm um, sorry, uh, the Atari, the Atari, the Atari, the Atari, the Atari 200, and for the computers, uh, all, all over the time period. 
so, but they, um, yeah, so, anyway, um, there's no, there's no codes, cheats, um, hidden hit things like in this game, uh, just the passwords, which you can find on, uh, online quite easily enough. Um, because this game was not super popular, um, actually this game, oh, sorry, one more thing, this game did review very well like when it came out. Um, I think because of the fact that the game was kind of interesting, um, so, um, uh, the, uh, the major, the major, the major, uh, the, uh, the major, like, review of the game that I found, uh, just pretty much said that, oh, yeah, here we go, um, yeah, Electronic Game Monthly gave it a 7.8, uh, like, a 10, uh, commenting that fans, uh, that, uh, that fans of military simulators would definitely feel at home, uh, like this game. I'm not sure about that, but the grade sounds about, the, 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 but the grade sounds about, like, right to me. Yeah. So, Something like that. Uh, Game Pro also gave this like a very positive review. Just say, uh, uh, I mean, current, you, 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 uh, of you calling it like a very like fast, uh, fast and great looking game. Um, fast, yes. Great looking, yeah. Uh, like I said, '94. There were there were Super NES games that looked better than this game for sure. But but hey, this was a I'm sure. Not, but but hey, this was a this was a low budget release. I mean like. The, by I mean, by I mean, Teeny Weeny Studios, really. So, <laughs> um, considering considering how much the game probably cost to make, um, the credits, the credits, the credits show a team, uh, a team, a team about a dozen people. So, yeah, I mean, for low budget release, uh, uh, but it looks and plays fine. <laughs> so, um, anyway, because of the, because of the fact the game wasn't super popular, however, it's a little bit hard to find. I mean, there are copies available on eBay, but not many. Uh, but not many. There's only five copies currently listed, uh, like on there, and we, uh, like uh, only uh, twenty-two copies uh, sold, like sold recently. Um, again, huge disparity. Again, huge difference between CART and CIB. Um, actually, currently prices for this game are not that bad, considering the spike of the Super NES prices are going through these days. You can uh, these prices include shipping. You can have. Um, uh, I you you could pick this game up card only for any uh, for anywhere between fifteen to twenty dollars. Wow! And, and there were two CIB copies copies that sold, the copies that sold recently one for uh, one for, uh, one for thirty two dollars and one for forty four dollars. No, thank you. Yeah, fifteen dollars. I might get it for fifteen to complete the collection, but um, because that's you know, that's not a horrible price to pay. There are many Super NES games that charge a lot more than that, or or, or, or should they go for, uh, I go for a lot more than that. So, um, but yeah, but but yeah, just for like occasional play, probably not worth it. I probably better off just like emulating it. Yeah. So. I, w- I wouldn't pay fifteen dollars for that. No. I'm not saying that's bad. It's just. No. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the bright side, you know, the bright side is that you know, one of your collection, fifteen bucks, is not crazy. Like I said, there are a lot of games out there that are much more expensive. You, you expensive card only like this, but they, yes, uh, yes. But uh, speaking about expensive games, so somebody, somebody from one of the Facebook groups was posted uh, up uh, today. As a matter of fact, posted a picture about uh, about a Toys R Us advent, a Toys R Us advent ninety four, uh, where front and center uh, in the, like the Super NES uh, uh, um, uh, uh, advertisement. Was they was they announced a price reduction on uh, price reduction on Earthbound for like thirty bucks, 
And I'm just like, oh, oh man, I've only had a time machine to go back in time and buy uh, 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 your buy like a ton of those. <laughs> it's a shame. It was it was just marketed poorly is the only problem. Mm. Yeah, Earthbound is a very weird game. Um, I like the game a lot. We'll have to cover the podcast at some point. But yes, it, it is a very uh, good game. It's a game that it's a game it's a game that it's a game that didn't go do very well at the time, but it's really developed a cult following since then. So, and for a long well, time, I mean, the series was doing great over in Japan. Yeah, I in think Japan. the biggest problem was that not a lot of people bought it over here because it was yeah. just marketed improperly. Mm. And you know what happens with things that are mar- aren't marketed well, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The fact the game, yeah, the, the fact the game came with a game book was, uh, um, was very impressive. Uh, very few games have done that, so. Um, but and I'm glad this game is available now on the virtual console because for a long time, yes, um, it wasn't available that way. So also they uh, they released the original Mother, which is what the series is called in Japan. Yeah. Uh, they they translated it. Yeah. Really interesting. Well. Well, the game, the game already had been available because the game was going to be released for the, like the NES. Uh, the game got as far as being translated, um, translated for it, but the ROM, uh, um, but the ROM never got, uh, but the ROM never got uh, published. So that version of the game was floating around for years. I was so. wondering if they were going to call it because, you know, basically, they might Earth, have kept it. Yeah, when Earthbound came game, out, so. like it was. You know, it wasn't like like a sequel or anything, yeah. as far as we knew. Yeah. And then, like, you re- you released this game that was before that game, so they just put the word beginnings in front of it over here. It's like, yeah. Okay, you know what? You released it <laughs> and you put it, you gave it a title, and we can get it. All right, I'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah, this is a little bit off the beaten track, but you know, like, um, uh, the original. Uh, I played the uh, I played the ROM version of the translated uh, NES Mother years ago when it first came out, and for a long time that game was unfinishable because um, uh, because uh, because the because the, because the version uh, because the ROM that had been dumped, uh, the copy protection had not, the copy protection was still present in it. So half like half like like the game I messaged. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Mr. would come up saying, you know, you're playing an unauthorized copy of this game. Please do not copy your copy of games on Nintendo. So um, it, it took a long time for a version, uh, 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 a good version of that game that could be dumped uh, to allow you to, to, to get around that. They didn't, you know, didn't bring up the uh, the message. So, right. but, uh, and again, there's something, again, something similar happened to that also in some copies uh, of Earthbound, like the final boss fight. So, um, but it's even more nasty in that game because it will delete your saves. <laughs> um, so yeah, we just need, yeah, so we, yeah, so we, yeah, so we just need Mother 3 to get, you to get released over here to finish, to, 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 to finish the trilogy then. Yes, I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to do that. Well, again, there is a, well, again, there is a fan. There is a fan translated version of the game out there uh, that's playable. So yeah, there's but, a, yeah. yeah, there's a fan patch out there. Thank God for fans willing to do all the work, offering like no money. <laughs> I mean, I I think they even like contacted Nintendo saying that they can take their their localization, their translation, and use it mm. if they wanted to. But they didn't. 
agree to it. It's so weird. Yeah. I mean, does yeah. that mean that they want to do it themselves or what? No, Nintendo's Nintendo, as we know, is very like it's very strict about like, enforcing their copyrights. Oh um, yes, I, I I know a lot of fan games have been shut down yeah. due to them. Yeah, as, as we've seen. Yeah, as we've seen. Yeah, it recently demonstrated with the excellent uh, uh, like fan made version, a uh, 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 fan uh, fan made upgraded versions of uh, uh, Pokemon and the uh, Metroid too. So, but uh, good thing I grabbed those ROMs. Yeah. Do you? Uh, you know, before they went bye-bye, but, um, anyway. Anyway, we're getting way up the, uh, way up the topic here. <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, yeah. We're, um, we're, we're, we're talking, we're talking about SNES games, right? You know, uh, Pokemon and... <laughs> kind of? <laughs> well, franchi well, franchises, actually, Pokemon never did come on the Super NES, did it? No, it uh, didn't. Yeah, yeah. But there's a, could. there's like a weird pirated bootleg of Pokemon Yellow for yeah. the NES. Right. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. It could have. Pokemon came out in, like, what, 91, I think, originally, like, the Game Boy? So, um, it def no, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry, later than that, Pokemon yeah. brought, yeah, Pokemon, Pokemon, like, brought, uh, kept the Game Boy going, like, until the Game Boy Color came out. That was, like, a, I want to say, I want to say 94, 95, that's when that game came out. It was a late game. So, yeah. Yeah, but uh, but anyway. Um, speaking of Super NES games, uh, George, uh, it's your pick next time. Uh, what game are we going to grace the listeners with? Uh, we are going to play Bust a Move, also known as Puzzle Bobble. Yes. Uh, I Capcom. prefer that, that second name. Yeah, Capcom game, right? Capcom? Yeah, that was a Capcom game. I don't think so. Or is it SNK? You're asking me the question. You, you are asking me questions that I do not know <laughs> the the answers to. It's a Taito game. Taito. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. So uh, I have not played Buster Move in a long time. So it's got to be interesting. I uh, never played Super NES version. So. The uh, American cover for a, for a few of them had some. It was just weird. <laughs> um, there was uh, one with a baby with sunglasses on. It was just. Really I remember weird. that cover now. Yes. Yeah. That's a weird cover. <laughs> yeah. I think probably the actual cover is still weirder than than that. But that's definitely a weird one. Yeah. I just. I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it should be interesting. But uh, um. Yeah, um, it's a it's a good game. Yeah, I I believe it. Um. You know, like we covered, we covered way back when in episode twelve, I think, a, a, a game called Super Buster Brothers, which is also kind of similar to Buster Move. Uh, that game is Capcom. That's a Capcom game. Uh, you know, you know, I thinking about. So, um, is it similar? Yeah, it is similar. Um, but uh, so, uh, I think Super Buster Brothers uses more uses more action elements uh, elements in that game than uh, than this one does. That's, that's the main difference. But um, anyway, okay. we'll get. But anyway, we will we will talk uh, we will talk all about that like uh, like in late next time. So yes. Um, if you like the podcast, please check us out. Uh, check us out like on our Facebook page. Um, we also we also uh, we, uh, we also would very much appreciate like reviews like on iTunes because that always helps. Uh, we are a proud member of both the Retro Junkies and Throwback Networks, uh, which are filled with many other great uh, retro gaming and non-gaming related podcasts. Um, including, 
um, um, including a podcast on the same ash system, to which my co-host George here, like also does. So, uh, you can email me directly at the SNES podcast at yahoo.com with any questions, comments, suggestions, etc. And George, where can the other uh, listeners like find you? Oh boy, uh, you can find me on Twitter if you look up at Mr. Chief, uh, M-I-S-T-U-R-C-H-E-F. Uh, a lot of weird stuff going on there. I have a video of my my Atari Jaguar being weird. Uh, <laughs> I talk about how uh, blue-backed PS2 games are poo-poo. Uh, and and just, just other stuff. Um, other than that, uh, you can look up my podcasts that I do. Uh, the Box 4, Places Your Power, a podcast I do with Greg. Both of those are not family-friendly. And then I do Master System Masterpieces, which, which is... So, uh, I think that's it. Yes. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I never had any problems with, like, Blu-ray discs, but I remember lots of, uh, I remember lots of people, um, uh, like, having issues, so I'll check that out. (laughs) But, um, so, anyway, uh, we appreciate very much you listening to us. Uh, thank you again, always, for your support, and, um, we'll see, and we'll catch you again next time. Take care, all. Goodbye. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game, or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep power.